My name is Anthony James, and I love the German Netflix show Dark. I love it so much that I started a YouTube channel to talk about it. From the start, I've been told that the Dark Train won't last forever, and if I want to continue to grow on YouTube, I need to move on. Well, you know what? I don't want to move on. This show is worth more. It's worth more theories, more analysis, deconstruction, and discussion. So if you're not ready to move on either, then you're in the right place, right here on Dark Discussions. Hello, and welcome to Dark Discussions. I'm your host, Origin Anthony James. Thanks for joining me. Well, here we are. It's that time, finally, the character analysis of Bartos. I can't believe we're here. Oh, it's going to be great. A lot of people jumping in the chat already telling me I'm going to catch it later. No problem, guys. Don't you worry. I'm, I'm doing this live for anyone who's here. If you see catch it later, no problem with me. No problem with me. Um, thanks very much for everyone who's come in. Top New Pros already said, I'm the bad guy. Great song. I actually, I love that song. Um, duh. Um, it's a great song. Donnie's come in and says he has to go to his grandmother's birthday dinner. No problem, Donnie. You can watch it later on. Happy birthday to your grandmother. Um, maybe you've already left, so you can't get that message to her. Um, now, <laughs> Marie uh, has already come in, and we, there's no need for a video. I think Marie has actually uh, said everything I need to say, to be completely honest with you. Um, that he was a normal teenager and grew up a decent man. Uh, lovely Marie. Uh, well, I am going to go into it a little bit more. Uh, morning, Vic. I'm going to go into a little bit more detail than that. Um, obviously, I do think that the you know we have to take Bartos in his context as well. Uh, when when the show moves moves forward, we can all probably admit there's a lot uh, of other like a lot worse characters than him. But at the same time, we're still going to analyze it. We're still going to go through it. I have got, I have got a framing for it as well uh, in, for this episode. So you'll see what that is in a minute. Uh, hello, C. Bad Moon. How are you? Uh, we're going to see how that is in a minute. Uh, what that is in a minute. Um, and I will let you know before we get into it. If you haven't subscribed already, if you're watching this live or if you're watching this on the, on the playback, could you please subscribe to the Culture Cave? We've got plenty of great stuff coming out. If you didn't get my catch my review of Tribes of Europa yet, get uh, watch that because that's a show which has um, Oliver Masucci, who, who's Ulrich in Dark. He's in that one. Um, whether you like it or don't like it, hear my thoughts on the show. Um, TLDR: Too long didn't read or too long didn't watch, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's it's good fun. Full of tropes, very cliche, but I did enjoy it. That's that's sort of where I'll where I'll where I'll where I'll sit on it for that very short description. Um, I am going to be doing a discussion with it with my friend Emmett this Saturday, uh, so check that out as well if you want to. Uh, subscribe to the channel, like the video, all that sort of stuff. That'd be great, guys. If you're already in in the in the live stream, if you could give it a like, that would be great. It would get it to more people. All right, so Bartos, before we start. Um, five thousand four worth. You didn't miss the young Hannah discussion, but it is all young Hannah. We've already learned, we've already figured that out. It is all young Hannah. So, will there be aspects of young young Hannah in uh, in Bartos? Of course, there will. There's aspects. It's in the eyes. It's in the eyes. There's aspects of young young Hannah everywhere. Uh, okay, so what we're going to be doing today is Bartos, and I'll start out by saying that Bartos obviously started out in the show as kind of like the dickish friend of Jonas, um, and we on the After Dark podcast took had a, had a lot to say about him in that regard. Now, as we move through the story, clearly it gets to the point where there's so much going on, like really bad guys and bad and girls, bad guys and girls, that it's kind of 
really subjective to whether he is a bad guy anymore. Not that he ever really was. I mean, he was tempted by being a bad guy back in season one, if you remember. He sort of went on the side of Noah for a while. Before then, obviously, Noah had his whole arc as well. But uh, always a foreigner pops in and says, Jackpot! Just exactly what I was thinking. I was really tempted to put that on the... uh, on, on the thumbnail, but I thought bad guy question mark might be might be a bit better. Um, Vic Disco says, speaking of good German series, did anyone check out Barbarians? I watched the first episode of Barbarians. I haven't watched the rest. If you think I should, let me know. Um, okay, so let me see. Bartos, the framing of this video today, I'm going to do. I thought the best way to do it, and obviously, if you guys will have things you want me to talk about the character of Bartos as well, I thought the best thing to do would be uh, to frame it in a way that encompasses a lot of his different areas of his story. I'm not going to include them all, obviously. Um, and uh, But you can let me know which ones you want me to include. But basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off... It's going to be two sections. I'm going to start off, first of all, with five times Bartos was a good guy. Five times Bartos was a good guy. That's where I'm going to start. Um, so that's the that's the opening idea. Obviously, then the second half is going to be five times Bartos was a bad guy. Uh, so that, that's where it's going to go. He's going to turn into Billie Eilish. Uh, so, okay, so first one. Um, the first one of why Bartos is a good guy. Number one, the time he rescued Francisca from be- becoming a drug addict. Now, not many people realize if he didn't now, obviously, come on, there's the, there's the minor detail of pushing her to the ground. We can all say that was terrible. We can all say that was terrible. But in the first episode of season one, when he pushes her to the ground and he says, no, these are not your drugs, that was actually Bartos saying to Francisca, don't ruin your life, love. Don't ruin your life. These drugs will send you down a horrible path. He was doing her a solid. And that is the number one reason, the, the first reason why Bartos is a good guy. He actually stopped Francisca going down that path. I'm sure you all agree with me on that. Uh, that's the first part of why Bartos is a good guy. And I have to be completely, completely honest with you guys. That one was obvious to me and it stuck out to me. That's why it's number one. Um, I'm sure you will let me know uh, in the comments what you think of that. Um, Handsome Hedridge is already saying wow. Um, yeah, I know. I know. That is a wow one. It is a wow one. Francisca could have been terrible. Uh, went down a terrible path, I know. Obviously, we do not condone pushing her to the ground. We all know that isn't a real good guy Bartos point, but I and I sort of have to say that out loud just in case anyone doesn't realize the irony of what I'm saying. But at the same time, it is number one on the list. <laughs> yeah, am I gaslighting you right now? Technically, yes, actually. I am actually technically gaslighting you, I suppose, uh, for the character of Bartos. Not an intentional thing. Actually, no, it was completely intentional. It was completely intentional. I just I was reaching for things to mention. I was reaching for things to mention about the, the Bartos character, and I couldn't really find them. So that one, had, that, that, I had to see the positive. I had to see the positive. But you all know how much I love Francisca, so there is that as well. Uh, okay, number two. Number two. The time he stood up... Now, this is a real one. This is not a joke. The time he stood up to Stranger when he found out he was Adam. Now, this is actually a part of Bartos which I can talk seriously about. He... He actually, whenever he grew up and he started, he was one of the ones who started to question Stranger. He didn't really trust him. Um, and uh, <laughs> Vic says that's quite a reach. I wonder if it's, he's talk, you're talking about this one, that this is a more serious one. Uh, he stood up, he stood up to, to Stranger when he found out it was Adam. He wasn't sort of taking it. He didn't just, like, Magnus and Francisca seemed at that stage just to be sort of going along 
with Jonas, going along with what he was saying. Bartos was questioning him, and I did I did like that maturity in his character. I liked how he came to there. Um, I, I liked how he, he he came came to be more mature and came to stand up for himself and came to not accept that his life was at the mercy of someone else. Now you could maybe say that eventually he kind of did accept that um, that his life was at the, but but I got the impression that he did sort of for a time anyway. He thought he could take the, take his life by the scruff of the neck and get it back on back on track. And I appreciate it and I did respect him in those moments when he did that. Um, so definitely. Um, Okay, so next up, uh, this is the time he was there for the birth of his child. Okay, now back in 1888, let's think about this. Back in 1888, could you imagine the town, that little town, the little hustle bustle HG town, the the, the townhouse fa- factory, and and the little the little Vinden town coming up around it? Can you imagine the rumors around town? Did you hear? Did you hear? Bartos was at the birth of his child. That wasn't a thing. And I'm going to say to Bartos, I'm very happy happy that he actually was there. He was there for the birth of Noah, which is not something you could say about many fathers back in those days. So he took his modern sensibilities into there, into that time. And I, I appreciate him for that. I really, really do. Thank you very much, Bartos. You're one of the good ones in that regard. Um, okay, next up. Let me see. What are we up to? So I think we're up to number four. Uh... Always the foreigner says, I suppose it is impressive that uh, that I got to punch Jonas in two different stages of his life. Yeah, actually, yeah, because they, they also had the tussle outside the school. That's really interesting, actually, because I was kind of on Bartos' side in the second one, whenever it was adult stranger, like sort of middle, uh, sorry, only one, is one stranger, isn't there? Stranger Jonas. Whenever he, uh, it was that and he was standing up to him, I kind of feel like that was... Um, I was on Bartos' side in that one, even though I knew that Stranger sort of is inevitable, he has to do what he has to do. I was sort of on Bartos' side in that disagreement. But in the in the first one, whenever Bartos and Jonas were fight, I was fully on Jonas' side in that one. So that's interesting as well, how the characters sort of grow and 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 how I changed, you know, who I was rooting for in those fights, you know. Okay, I think I'm up to this one. Yeah. Okay. Number four. <laughs> This is another joke one, let's, let's be honest. The time he gave in to torture and told the gang everything. Now, it's interesting the way the show... And I'm sort of doing this to poke fun at the show a little bit. Because let, let's just call a spade a spade. They tortured Bartos. They left him in the cave overnight. They, 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 they did that. They left him in the cave overnight. They, they basically tortured him uh, to get information out of him. And when he finally gave them the information, us as an audience were like, yes, good on you, Bartos. Well done. You've done the right thing there. Uh, so I have to include one of the times he was a good guy is that he gave in to torture and gave them the, gave them the information. Um, I do. I actually did feel sorry for Bartos there. That was one of the moments. That was one of the moments I felt sorry for Bartos in the series is that like at the t- at that time, I'm sure Noah has filled his head full of all sorts of things, saying you're going to have to do this, you know, to save the world. Bartos probably 100% thought I'm doing the right thing here. 100% he thought I'm doing the right thing, um, and then all of a sudden his friends like you know hand or handcuff him, whatever they do, tie him up in the cave, leave him there all night, um, which is basically torture. That's that's what it is. You know, I'm sure that would that would come under the definition of torture. You know, just leaving someone in a cave all night, knowing, trying to get information out of them. That's what it is. And it's really strange that us as an audience, you know, we wanted that to happen in order to get the information. Really interesting. 
Uh, Handsome Henry says, damn, his mom was tortured in, at the caves too. Well, in the forest, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. Because then the huge noise and that... Yeah, that's actually a nice little bit of symbolism there as well. The interesting thing is that it was Bartos' friends that did it. Whereas I'm not sure you could call Org and Katarina Regina's friends, you know? So maybe Bartos's was actually a l little bit worse. Mm, that's harsh to say. Maybe not. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to look down on Regina's experience. But but it was his friends doing it, as I say. Um, okay, so. Uh, always fun. says, I guess it's a family trend for Ulrich and Katarina's children. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So Ulrich and Katarina's children did the same thing, uh, tormented uh, Regina's son. For, uh, history repeats itself. That's that's a theme in the show as well. It, it pops up in every aspect of the show. Uh, 5,000 Fallworth. When Anthony said five, I thought, wow, uh, he found five times Bartos was a good guy. In reality, he found two. Well, two so far. Two so far. Uh, also, it's interesting the two you're counting there, 5,000 Fallworth, and you'll find out wh why later. All right, next one. Number five, the time he told Marta she had nice hair. Now, this was very, in my poll, where I where I told you, I asked you what your favorite Bartos moment. This was almost tied with Jackpot. I think Jackpot, Jackpot, I think that won the vote. Uh, I think that won the vote. But this one was very close second. The one where he says he had she had nice hair. Had to include it. You know, it was a nice comment. I think at that point when he made that comment... Um, <laughs> oh my god, so thank you so much, Sea Bad Moon. That is the first ever super chat this this uh that this 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 channel has ever got. So thank you so much. Uh Jackpot, that is unbelievable. What what a first super chat for a channel on YouTube. That you couldn't ask for better. you couldn't ask for better. You could not ask for better. Thank you so much. Uh alright, so um I didn't include the jackpot part, obviously. That's not a good or bad moment. That's just a cool moment. Five times Bartos was cool. Jackpot, right? Uh, but uh, but yeah, so he said she had nice hair. Back at that time as well, like, there was, like, yeah, we, we knew as an audience that he was eventually going to steal Jonas's girl, as if she belongs to Jonas. She doesn't, I know. But as if she was going to steal Jonas, he was going to steal Jonas's girl at that point. He was just a guy telling, another, telling a girl that she has nice hair. And I think we can all admit that sometimes people like to be told, given a compliment. Okay, and sometimes and it, you know, it wasn't a cat call. Come on, guys, don't, don't. It wasn't a cat call. He was, he was. If anything, he was trying to ask her out. Actually, he was. He wasn't man enough. It wasn't a cat call. I think. I, I'll, 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 actually, I'll, maybe I'll leave that up to to the women listening. Tell me whether whether Bartos was cat call, and that'll change it completely. If he was cat calling her by saying nice hair, I don't think he was. I don't think he was. It was. He was. He was giving her a compliment. He was trying to ask her out. But uh, but that's the way it goes. Um, still can't get over that sea bad moon jackpot. So good. Um, all right, so that was the five times um always the says wow he didn't he didn't neg her way to way to do the bare minimum yeah i know i know uh, but that's bartos that's bartos we've got a those crumbs those crumbs of good person inside we have to take them and we have to put them in his five times he was a good guy it's just the way it goes um <laughs> i'm not even going to comment on that 5004 you need to get your mind out of the gutter that's all i'll say you need to get your mind out of the gutter uh right Five times Bartos was a bad guy. Now, I'm pretty sure this one comes a lot easier to our minds. A lot easier to our minds, right? Really, really, I, I, you know, I had to stop myself. Like, I could have I written 100 times Bartos was the bad guy. Uh, the first time Bartos was the bad guy, I think this is going to be number one. The time he stole his best friend's girlfriend while he was being treated for, for a breakdown following his father's suicide. And I have missed an apostrophe in there. I apologize for that. Um, yeah, so he stole 
his his father's no, his father his best friend's girlfriend. Again, I don't really like talk about st- stealing Marta. She can make her own choices. She can make her own choices. But uh, but at, it, he did he did start going out with the girl that his friend was starting to go out with whenever he went away to what I suppose can only be des- described as. Uh, I don't know what you would say. It's not a, He didn't go to a mental institution. No, he didn't go to that. But he went away to sort of... It's kind of like... What would you call it? Like a, a, a place where he could go to have therapy and get through... I don't know what you would call it. He definitely wasn't in France playing hide the baguette. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. Um, all right, a few more comments coming in. Synonymous Bean says, Well, he didn't know they got together, right? True. True. That is true. Unless, uh, I don't know. What, 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 what do you think? Did, did Jonas? Did Jonas tell him? Probably not. Jonas isn't the, isn't the, isn't the tell it, the, the speaking about that sort of thing type. Yeah, I know. Oh, come on, come on, PB. You, you, you're taking away some of the fun here. You know, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy for it. He's a bad guy. Uh, all right. So uh, Joey says to me, Bartos is like an uh, an Egon. Both have done less than noble things, but it seems uh, these characters, more than others, are bad people. Just manipulated by people, time, the puppet masters. I agree with you. And it, it, a lot of the time, the people... Um, every character in this show is grey, obviously. The vast, vast majority, if not all of the characters, are a grey character. They're not good. They're not bad. They're somewhere in the middle. Like, everyone lives their life. They, make, they live by their decisions. And Bartos is a character who was affected very negatively by all this time travel stuff. His family was affected by it. Like, Claudia had to go away, and Bartos, you know, had to deal with that with his mother, not having, a, not having a mother. He doesn't have a grandmother. He had to deal with that. Like, there's all that background within Bartos. There's also his mother's trauma, uh, which led to Bartos being more sheltered and protected, maybe. Um, or uh, having, like, having, like, well, I'm thinking of maybe, like, you know, the party, whenever Bartos was there with his mother having the dinner on their own. You know, he... he I can imagine Regina not letting him do other things other kids can do, you know, and stuff like that, um, because of the way she was treated at that at that time. I don't think he's. A, I, I'm going to say this I, as a moment of seriousness when talking about Bartos. There's not many of them, but there's a moment of seriousness. He isn't a bad guy. I don't think. I don't think Bartos is a bad person, but I do think that he did some bad things, as most people do, uh, and we're going to talk about them because some of them are funny. Let's be honest. Um, Vic Disco says, yeah, but he did know Jonas and Marta were a thing. Did Jonas tell Marta uh, she was with Jonas first? Um, did Marta tell him that she was with Jonas first? Yeah, it's, maybe it, it does come down to Marta, really, doesn't it? Um, you know, Marta's the one who... Marta's the one who went straight over straight over the Bartos while Jonas was away. So maybe we're directing our ire in the wrong place there. But Bartos loves the ire. That's the thing. He, we, he's a great he's a great vessel for it. Um, connecting the dots says maybe Bartos didn't know she was Jonas's girlfriend. Yeah. So just spoke, spoken about that. Maybe not. Um, okay. Uh, a wellness center. See Bad Moon. Yeah. Potentially that's that's uh, I could see that being the name the name of it. Um, always Farner says it's significant. This is one of the first things we learned about him. That's a really good point. One of the first things we see from Bartos, well, except for the, the 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 moment where he's like, "Hang on, let me see if I can do this right." The sh- the shot at the start where he's like this. That's the first shot we see of Bartos. Um, so apart from that, uh, we one of the first things we see is him holding Marta's hand, and then the way Jonas looks at that, and how that affects our main character in Jonas. Um, that is 
strange like that's what they wanted us to think of this character from the beginning so we have to bear that in mind as well um all right so uh joey says maybe Jonas saw it on tiktok well tiktok it wasn't around back then that's the thing hate to be a buzzkill there joey but wasn't around wasn't around uh <laughs> connecting the dots Jonas is not kiss and tell uh, that's I, I, I think the same i think the same um all right five thousand four worth uh and worst of all because of him everyone is a tiedemann it's all because of him. That's the thing. Even even that gets... We all blame him for that. It's his fault. Even though it was kind of HG Townhouse, Origin HG Townhouse's fault. You know what I mean? Kind of his fault. Uh, all right. What's the next one? What was I up to there? What's that? Number one. That was number one. So number two. The time he made comments about Francisca's black hole. 5004, you were exactly right. This is going on the bad guy list. And this is speaking as a teacher. If I was sitting... If I was teaching a class and a pupil in my class made a comment like this, they'd be out of the room. They'd be out of the room and they'd be down the corridor talking to their to their form teacher, talking to their head of year, something like that. You cannot make comments like that. One, in general. Two, when you're supposed to be listening to... Respect the teachers, please. Respect the teachers. Do the hard work. Oh my God, Bartos, what are you thinking? I think we've, we've covered that on the After Dark podcast enough. That is another thing which they should give us at the very beginning of the season. We see him holding Marta's hand and how that affects Eunice. We hear him talking about French uh, hiding the baguette. We see, we hear him talking about Francisca Do- Doppler's black hole. It is enough, Bartos. Like the, the writers are just going, don't like this guy. Don't like this guy from the first moment. Um, and you know what? It worked. It worked. Most of us from the start didn't really like Bartos. He won. Mo- he did win a lot of us round, but uh, but most of us didn't like him. All right, the next one. The time he kept Claudia visiting from his mother. So that's a very... I've written that in a bit of a strange way. Probably should have had a comma in there at least. The time he kept Claudia visiting from his mother. So I don't know about you. Now maybe he's saying that his mother had cancer. Well, he didn't know at that point. Um, He kept it from her to keep... You know, maybe she said got trauma over her mother leaving. He kept it from her. Why on earth did he wait from November all the way through to June... To, te- to say, hey, mum, you know that um, you know that mother that you've been crying about for 33 years? Well, she was actually in the backyard. And I didn't tell you that. I didn't tell you that, mum, because because of the cancer, you see. And then Regina's like, hang on, when was this? November. Well, you didn't know I had cancer then. Oh, right. Um, right. I probably should have told you then, mum. I probably should have told you. So that's how I could imagine that conversation going. Because um, let me tell you, I would be annoyed. I would be annoyed. If I hadn't seen my mum for 33 years and all of a sudden my son comes in and goes, uh, yeah, see, like seven months ago, she was in the backyard. That that would annoy me. Um, that would annoy me uh, very much so. Okay, so uh, that's another real kind of serious one, actually, isn't it? Not really that serious, but it kind of is. It's kind of serious. Like Bartos, I suppose the only thing you could say is that he was trying to protect his mother. And he just knew, knew that it would it would break his mother or hurt her. Because, you know, Claudia did leave again, I suppose. Like, there is an argument that that wouldn't have worked um, the best. But, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think I think, I think think Bartos should have told her, personally. I think he should have told her. Um, all right. I mean, I know he told her eventually. But he should have told her then and there. Uh, okay, next one. Number four. The time he wasn't there for the birth of one of his children. Okay, so in the first in the first uh, ones where I was talking about the good guy points, he got a good guy point for being there for the birth of Noah. 
very, you know, not like the, the, the men of, of that time. Having said that, he wasn't there for the birth of Agnes. And then subsequently he wasn't there for the death of his wife but he wasn't there for the birth of Agnes and I think that if I took if I gave him good boy points for being there for the birth of Noah I have to take away some points and I have to give him a bad bad boy point for not being there for the birth of Agnes um and I, I don't know what he was doing he's probably busy but at the same time he should have been there he should have been there all these foreigners says to play devil's advocate as far as he knew uh this was some strange dirty woman claiming to be well true true but like the casting was so good. He, he must have recognized it from old photos. He must have. Um, Handsome Hedridge says, well, it looks like he, yeah, it does look like, it does look like he wanted to be there. I will say that. I wonder what he was doing. Maybe he was, maybe he was digging the tunnel even at that, even at that stage. Maybe they, they started that early because it obviously looks like it took a long time. Um, uh, let me see. Shelly says, hello. Uh, said like Conrad at the start of every After Dark podcast. Yeah, Conrad loves his hellos, we'll say that. Um, yeah, hello! Shelly, uh, good to see you. Um, Alright, see Bad Moon. He, he says, he must have been working too hard on the 1910s cars. Yeah, that's what I thought. If he's just working on a car, Bartos, no excuse. If he's all the way in the forest, maybe. But are we saying that Are we saying that Celia went into labour and then, and then had the baby in the time it took him to run back from the forest? Like, we've seen these people going into the forest and out of the forest so many times. He should have been there. He should have been there. Um, all right. Okay, so... Uh, or maybe it's that whenever he realized that... Maybe it's he realized that Noah was Noah when it, when he was born. And he was like... And he was like... And he already knew. Like, he already knew who his daughter was going to be at that point. So he was like, I have to... You know, I, it's like he, he was spoiled on the birth of his own daughter. You know? And he's like, well, there's no point in watching it. Now. I've already seen the ending. You know? <laughs> That's probably what it was. Um, Joey says, I love your hellos. To be honest, I always think of Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, yeah, uh, Mrs. To be honest with you, Joey, Mrs. Doubtfire probably is the uh, the inspiration for that. Hello, hello. You know, that, Mrs. Doubtfire is great. We referenced Mrs. Doubtfire in this week's uh, uh, best movie podcast ever. Actually, check that out. Uh, always a foreigner says, and labor takes hours on average. Yeah, well, obviously, a quick labor is a is at least a couple of hours. A long labor could be days. You know, so. See, come on, Bartos. Come on. He's. Pro I think he's. I think he's had the spoilers, and he's like, oh, well, I've already seen this one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna check it out. Uh, fight. But he didn't know that uh, Celia was gonna die. But if he had known that, he would have been there. Um, Five thousand four worth says maybe he and Magnus were trying to sneak a peek at someone's. Oh, jeez. Five thousand and four. Oh God. I would say you lowered the tone, but I think I've had. I've had the tone lowered on the Culture Cave for quite a while now. But um, I will say. I will say it to you though. If Magnus is trying to sneak a peek, maybe that's answers as to why they don't have any kids. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Why is he having to sneak a peek? Uh, right. Uh, Lord Stannis says he must have known Noah's real name was Hanno. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, Stannis, that, I, I, I've, like, the, the look on his face when, when he realizes, when he's got that really bad beard on, um, he, he knows he knows who it is. You know, he knows Hanno's name. He knows... He, you just can tell he knows, you know. Um, so I think that's that. Uh, Handsome Head Injury says, "Yikes!" I, I I think that's I think that's pointed towards the five thousand four worth comment. Um, not 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 anything I've said. No, of course not. Nothing. Not anything I've said. Uh, okay, so let's see what was the next one. I think this is the last one, guys. This is the last one, I think. And it is the time he left the parenting of Noah to Adam. Now I'm sure a lot of you are going to jump right in and say. 
that, come on, we didn't see a lot of it. I'm sure he was a dad to Noah. I'm sure, you know... Yeah, I'm sure he was. But there were some key moments of that of, of that boy's upbringing that were left to Adam. And I, no one, no one's going to... Uh, Going to convince me otherwise. Um, Always the foreigner says, is the beard one of his bad moments? It's one of his bad moments, but it's not something that makes him a bad guy. All right? I speak from a position of privilege. I I, I have a full beard. I have friends and and siblings, actually, who do not have the same ability as me, and I would never badmouth them. There's nothing wrong with not being able to grow a beard properly. So, uh, Bartosz, I'm not giving you a bad point on that one. No problem. Um... Joey says, maybe need a refresher on this, but do we think Bartos knew Noah was going to kill him? The first scene in season two, episode one, can't remember exactly, but I think Bartos kind of... So I was going to speak about this after Bartos' death, uh, but we'll talk about it now. I I think that I think that the way he was sitting and the way he was sort of just waiting for it um, and, and his expression on his face, and I personally think that he did. I think he knew um, it was go- it was coming eventually. I don't know if he particularly knew it was going to happen at that exact moment, um, but he knew. Even the way he said to Noah, um, he said, it's interesting that he sent you to do this. You know, he he, he asked you to do it. Um, so so I, I do I, I do think that, that, that he did know, personally. Um, which is really interesting, because if I... Obviously, this, this doesn't really come into it, because everything is predetermined. You know, everything's predetermined. You can't change what you're going to do, but... If I knew that someone was going to put a pickaxe through my neck, I probably would avoid tunnel digging duty that day. That's all I'll say. I probably wouldn't go down to the mine. That's rule one. Rule one of life. If you know you're going to get a pickaxe through the neck, take a day off. That's that's how I'd be thinking about it. Um, okay. Uh, Moon says, love his expression when Noah was born. Yeah, I agree. I, I, like, I love that as well. Um, he, just, he just knows. He just knows. Uh... All right. Um, okay. All right. Good stuff. So that that's the that's the five way, ways he's a bad guy. Five ways he's a good guy. Um, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there are a lot more. So in terms of Bartos in general, and I've got a couple of things I'm going to talk about uh, that isn't uh, that aren't Bartos related in a minute. But um, in general, I think Bartos. Um, I think Bartos is a troubled soul. Um, a troubled soul that maybe started out as a little bit of a dick, but he, de- but he definitely didn't deserve the path that he went on. Um, I think that it's a, it's a classic, like, n- when you take someone from a normal situation, uh, like a normal like high school situation, you could think that they're a really bad person, really bad character in that, in that regard. But once you put them into the bigger world, once you like, put them into this huge time travel science fiction-y world... He's all of a sudden not the worst in the world, you know. Even like there are moments of his character where he actually does go on on uh, on more kind of redemptive arcs, or he sort of starts maturing into himself and he starts making better decisions. Even without that, though, just the context that he finds himself in up against these big like Adam seems to be doing every like seems to be doing terribly for everyone. Eva, the unknown, Gary, all these people, you know. All these people seem to be way worse than him. And when you're out of that high school context, all of a sudden, Bartos doesn't seem that bad. Um, you know, so even though his character does get those moments where he where he does get a bit of redemption, and like in our in our eyes personally, it actually 
already the work was already kind of done for us because of the the context shift. Um, also, I'm not really talking about Alt Bartos here because it's not the same character, but um, but even the way that Alt Bartos um, his life went slightly differently, um, and we we sort of met that Bartos while we were already two thirds of the way through the other Bartos's story. Having that other Bartos there who don't think many of us have too many bad things to say about Alt Bartos. Having him there as well meant that we were warmed around to our Bart Bartos a little bit more as well, I think. I think that does play a part in that. Um, okay, uh, Marie says his grandma sacrificed him in the end. Uh, well, yeah. Um, and there was a lot of people who were led into this world where the people who led them in knew where their end was. Um, like Noah, his own son is the one who got him in to Sigmundus involved in the time travel stuff in the 20, in the 2019. And he, like, no one knew this is the man I'm going to kill one day. Like, he knew that. And he still got him involved. So that that happens a lot in Dark, like, where these where, where the people, um, you know, knowingly get people into the path that will lead to their death. It's unfortunate, but it is the way it goes. Uh, Vic says, uh, did the book explain Bartos's whole life? Did he know all the events? Um, I think I've missed something. I wonder if it was in Noah's book when he would die. Um, when Bartos would die. Um, hmm, interesting. I, 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 it, it is interesting. Maybe we could do a dark discussion of that one day. Like, what do we think was actually in the book? Because obviously, I don't think I don't think the book included everything. Because um, I think that on on Eva's on Stranger Eva's bunker wall. There are dates on that wall. There are dates on that wall. So the dates that are on that wall possibly would be in the book as well. And they and they would they would, you know, match up with things that we've seen happen in the show. So that's something as well. Like someone actually put in a comment that we could do an analysis of the bunker wall in the alt world in the future. That that's that's a cool idea too. Um Vic says, Noah could have chosen a better way to kill his dad. Pickaxe, damn. True, that is a horrible way to go. Um, definitely, definitely horrible way to go. At the same time, it's what he had. It's what he had. I'm sure Adam didn't say, here, go down and kill him with a pickaxe. What else was he supposed to do? I think probably what I would have done if I was, if you had access to a time machine and you were told you had to kill someone, probably what I would have done is went back like 200 years and just left them there. Or even better, go forward 200 years and leave them there. Um, I think that I wouldn't kill them. I think I would just take them off the board, so to speak, if you know what I mean. Um, okay, so that's that. That is Bartos. If, if anything else you want me to mention about Bartos, I will do. Um, so what I thought I would do is um, talk about a couple of things. Now, these are not necessarily dark-related, but I can refer... To, I, um, I think I'll, I'll... As I do with everything in my life, guys, to be quite completely honest with you, I, I, I talk about... I refer... I, like... I, I, I compare everything with dark. And I actually have had to make an effort in my review videos not to mention dark very much. So when I did my Biohackers one, I don't think I mentioned dark once. When I did uh, my Tribes Europa one, obviously I mentioned about Oliver Masucci, and I also meant... I did a joke with dark at the start... Um, but, but, uh, but I have to try and divorce my head from dark when I'm looking at other things. Cause you can, you, can you imagine if someone comes along to my, the channel and, and watches a review of some random show and all I'm doing is talking about how it's like dark and, you know, 
I sort of have to get away with that. I have to get away from that a little bit. But uh, but having said that, it is it is something that I that I do quite frequently in my own life. I'm always comp- comparing things to dark. Always. Uh, okay. So, but what I would do, I mentioned a while ago that I am doing. Uh, I'm watching a TV show every day while on the exercise bike. Um, and and I thought it would be really cool to talk, sort of go through, and not not really review, but give you my thoughts in short, on some of the shows that I've been watching. Um, because there's been a few shows that I've watched which people have recommended to me uh, while in this chat. Um, so, first of all, um, the, f- the first one that I was going to mention here was... Oh, I've got a, got a comment. Let me see. It is... Lord Stannis says, Dark has deservedly become the benchmark for every other show. It is That's a key word, deservedly. For me, Dark is the benchmark. It is the benchmark. Um... Having said that, I I have very quickly I don't judge another show based on dark, but I will compare. But I will I will compare them. Um, I I've always been a person. I've always been a person, and you probably notice from watching my videos, guys. I I've always been a person that's been able to um, put everything, every preconceived notion at the door before I watch something. Um, now I don't like everything, but it maybe means I come out liking certain things that other people just throw in the bin as trash because I see it for what it is. Um, and I don't really like star rating. So sometimes when I say I like something, people assume that means I think it's an eight out of 10. It's not true. I can like something and think it's a five out of 10. So that's my number one thing is I try and, I try not to have preconceived notions. Having said that after I've seen it, geez, then yeah, I'm going to compare it to dark. I'm going to compare it to everything and I'm, and I'll probably bring it in there. But, uh, but that's that's sort of how I work here. Um, all right, so uh, Marie says the tattoo of uh, Bartos might mirror Noah's. It definitely well mirrors it quite literally. One's on the back, one's on the front. Um, I always found it really interesting that Bartos got that tattoo. You know, as Conrad said on the Afterlife podcast, he sort of got caught up in the caught up in in the in the cult, didn't he? He sort of got caught up in the cult of Sigmundus eventually. He had, you know, he would have had to. Because that's he wouldn't have got he wouldn't have got that uh, that tattoo otherwise. Um, Shelley says the issue with Bartos is that he had no conviction whatsoever. He takes what comes his way and never fights the path he is on. People hate that. Um, I think I would agree, agree with you, and that's why actually in the third season when he starts to try and fight his way, doesn't actually end up very well. He doesn't successfully fight his way, um, but when he when he starts to find his way. Um, when he starts to find find his way and he starts to stand up to the stranger, that's a moment which really brought a lot of fans on his side in that moment anyway. And that goes to your point, Shelley, is the reason why we were on his side is because he started actually being having a bit of conviction about his decisions. Um, all right, so the real uh, YT says, Hi, Anubi. Hello, welcome. Welcome to the community. Uh, very happy to have you. Everyone, who com- everyone always compares the shows uh, and movies to Twin Peaks. I've never seen Twin Peaks, and that's one that I really want to do on the After Dark podcast one day. But in order to do it, I have to actually watch it. Um, so let me know, actually, in, in the chat there, uh, the real. Do you think that Twin Peaks is worth me watching if I haven't seen it? Um, is it worth the, the the comparison that everyone makes to it from other shows? Uh, I'd be really interested to see. I've heard good things about it. I've also heard that it's absolutely off the wall. Um, so it is probably up my alley. So we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll give it a go eventually. And it is one that I maybe want to cover on the After Dark podcast. Um, Handsome Hedridge says, I mean, it's like be- that because it went back in time. Uh, it is like because uh, went back in time went forward. Okay, I'm not quite sure what you're referencing there. Um, maybe Twin Peaks. 
Um, uh, oh, the idea that Twin Peaks is compared to Dark, possibly. Um, I think I'm just I'm extrapolating meaning there that maybe isn't there. Um, okay, so uh, right. So first show I wanted to talk about is I've been told to watch this by a few different people um, on this in this live chat as well as in comments, and that is Orphan Black. I don't know if you've seen Orphan Black. Um, Orphan Black is a Canadian show? Well, it's filmed in Canada, it's set in Canada, so I assume it is a Canadian show. Um, and it's about uh, a woman who who sees a woman who looks exactly like her jump in front of a train. That's how the show starts. <coughs> Excuse me. The show starts with a woman seeing herself, basically, jump in front of a train. That's That's what... That's what that's what it starts like. Um, it's called uh, Orphan Black. It's on it's on Netflix for us in the UK. I don't know where else you would get it. Now the thing is, I, I'll give a I'll give a proviso to people who haven't seen Orphan Black yet. There's a proviso to it, and it's kind of this kind of is a dark discussion because you know black dark you know you get it. So it's a proviso on this on this show. It is very T TV, okay. And what I mean by that is. Is that the score's all always going like, uh, it like it like has the big crescendo into the advert break. It has the sets which are very clearly sets, which they all like sort of like the uh, the Friends coffee shop. Like they they all they they all get they they all come back to the same set every time. They ha- they have like the very flamboyant gay brother. Like it's it's very TV. It's very TV. Having said that. The plot is very, very compelling. Um, I'm, I've almost finished season one. I'm doing it on the bike, so it's one episode per day. Uh, some days I don't get to watch it because I have to do the bike during the day, and it's not really a show suitable for having my, ch- my children running around while I'm watching it. But it's very compelling. Basically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If you don't want to hear this, guys, just switch off. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna set up the first episode for you so that you can start to see. Because uh, I want to make a prediction, and I want it to be lodged here on the on, on the internet, so that when it comes true, because I'm pretty sure it comes true, I, I I want to be able to say that I that I predicted that. So basically, in Orphan Black, what happens is she this uh, character called Sarah finds a um, it starts up with her seeing a woman who looks exactly like her, and she jumps in front of a train. So then she's like, "Oh my god, what happened there?" But the woman left behind her bag. So this woman who's Sarah is kind of like a She's kind. Of, she's a bit of a criminal. Uh, she's got a sort of a sketchy past. She's also a victim in certain ways in her past as well. She picks up the bag and takes it. She was going to steal it, right? So she then assumes this woman's identity, and she assumes a woman's identity because she wants to see if she can steal anything from her. Now, unfortunately, very quickly in the series, maybe even the first episode, uh, you find out that there is more than one person who looks like her. Okay, so that's where I'm. I, one more thing I'll say about it is that the woman whose identity she takes is actually a police officer. So therefore, she's sort of having to go in and, and actually... Uh, she's having to go and try and solve crimes. She's never done anything like that before in her life. But it's an interesting and compelling story. Now, I want to say something, right? First of all, you find out within the first episode, or maybe the second episode, that they are clones. So it's a clone show, right? There's clones going on. Now, here's my prediction that I have not found out the answer for, I might be wrong. And I want to have this recorded here. This is my prediction. My prediction is, and I think it's pretty obvious, that's why I'm saying it, that, that I, I, I kind of want it to be true. The prediction is, is that the main character, Sarah, her name is, is not a clone. 
I think she's the original. That's that's my thought. Having said that, it seems so obvious to me that if it turned out not to be the case, that would be even even if they came up with it with it, a reason why she isn't the original and they had another character be the original, but it all made sense, then I'd be fully up on board for that too. But I'm pretty sure that she is the original. Okay, so Orphan Black is one that I've been watching. Um, I also watched Biohackers, which I've got a review out of that as well. If you want to, if you want to uh, check that out, I watched Biohackers on the bike. I also watched Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm not that big of a Star Trek fan. I haven't seen everything. To be honest with you, I wasn't that impressed with Lower Decks. Um, my friend Emmett, who is a Star Trek fan, he he liked it for what it was. But I think I, I think it's 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 if you if you want to watch an adult style comedy cartoon, it's not the one for you. Um, so there you go. All right, let's see if there's any other Fracker Toast lovers come in. Okay, I'm sure this is Fracker, and I'm sure you'll get us back on, on topic here. So Bartos probably got the tattoo and got into the cult more because of Cilia. He was a simple man. Uh, yeah, he started having convictions. Yeah, eventually. Um, she uh, Then a, a pretty girl comes back to her eyelashes and convictions gone. Uh, yeah, you could be right, actually, because Cilia obviously would have been fully into the cult. I think you're actually probably right. Um, you're probably right there that that it was literally Celia being really involved. Like I'm sure. Like I don't know if I could speak this for myself. Uh, is it, I think it's a, I think it is a thing that when you start like going out with someone, you sort of take on some of their interests. Uh, so maybe that's what Bartos did. You know, like some girls start listening to rap music because that's what their boyfriend's into. Bartos got into a cult. That's just that's how it goes. Um, the real YT says the actress from Orphan Black is the new She-Hulk. I did see that. The actress from Orphan Black, I will say, you're talking about a clone show, so she's got to play a load of different characters. She's playing like a Russian one, she's playing an English one, she's playing an American one, playing a Canadian one, and I am not the best ear for accents in terms of think, thinking that. But for me, they all work. She is really good. The actress, the the main actress who plays all the different clones, she's really good, uh, and the fact that she's going to be She-Hulk now. That makes me really interested uh, in that. I, I always wondered, like the, the She-Hulk TV show that they're doing. Are they are they going to? You think? Are they, you think they're going to do like a CG Hulk, like they do in the in in the in the films, or do you think they're going to go for a, a sort of more physical? I think they have probably will be CG, but just because it's a TV budget, it makes me think that what's it going to look like? You know what I mean? I, I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like, and I'm really intrigued to see. Um, Vic says I used to be a big Star Trek fan, but I don't know. Uh, I just can't get into the new Trek. I think, as far as I can tell, it seems to be a thing with Star Trek that people really love the Star Trek what was their time. Now, having said that, I don't know if anyone's you know going to going to think of the new stuff like Discovery. I don't think anyone's gonna gonna view that as their favorite. Like I that's the thing. I think the new Trek is a bit different in that way. Is that everything up to now? people could have viewed it as their Star Trek. I don't think most people are going to be viewing Discovery as their their Star Trek. Unless there's like, you know, a young 14, 15 year old who's watching Star Trek for the first time. Maybe we have to wait and see. But I think I think like it's almost the world is going this way with these big franchises, is that they're almost turning into an echo of themselves. Um and and yeah, it's it's an interesting point, but uh but personally, I had never really seen much Star Trek. Just here and there, seen an episode, watched a couple of the films. So I personally like Discovery for all, even though it has all of its flaws. I enjoy being in the world. But I can see, I can see why you why you would prefer the older stuff. If I'm honest with you. Um, all right, guys. So I, th I think I think we can come down on the side that Bartos was a troubled fella, 
who did some bad things, but maybe at the end of the day, he wasn't worth all of our ire. I, th- I think that he should have had stronger convictions, definitely. I think if, if the show had not went into time travel and it would have um, and it stayed in the high school setting, I think Bartos would have been annoying and it would have been one of the worst characters and we would have hated him. But I think... Um, but but I think I think Bartos, by the end of the show, had a bit more sympathy from us than maybe we thought he would. Um, Handsome Peter Hendry says Franchi- franchises are like clones. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, they are like clones, like photo. I know. I would say like I know they're not like clones. I would say they're like photocopies. You know, they're like photocopies. Every time you photocopy it again, it gets worse quality. You know, so every every photocopy is is a is a worse quality than the last, and then eventually it's just like a black paper. You know, that's what I would say. Clones, I think, because when you're cloning, you're always cloning from the original, so it's not quite the same. Whereas photocopy, if you can imagine photocopying of the paper, taking the photocopy and then photocopying that, eventually that's what franchises do. They just keep churning out the same crap. Um, so yeah, that's a great way to finish the uh, finish the stream, but uh, that's that's just the way it is. Um, I haven't actually seen, I have I haven't actually seen the um, <laughs> PB says teacher and his photocopies. These photocopies are a real thing. Every teacher gets into teaching thinking, you know what? I'm gonna have no worksheets. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a new, you know, hip teacher. I'm not gonna have any work. Everyone needs to photocopy stuff. It's just the way it is. You need to photocopy stuff. You need to have something that the questions are on. Like, that's the thing. It's uh, it's just a really interesting thing. Photocopies, photocopying is a huge thing in the teaching industry, as I'm sure it is other stuff too. Um, all right. Uh, pretty sure that's me, guys. I, I oh yes, I wanted to mention um, that. A lot of people for a long time have been saying we should get a Discord for the channel so people can continue to talk about Dark and continue to talk about every everything else we do uh, throughout the week and, you know, whatever you want, basically. Um, so I have been looking into that, uh, into that, and I've got a Discord set up now. Um, I'm, I'm going to commit to next next Monday on the, on the, li- on the, on the Dark Discussions live stream, I will give out the Dark, uh, I'll get, I'll give out the Discord details there's a few things i want to set up in there at the minute but it's pretty much just going to be a bog standard discord where everyone just goes in and you can comment and stuff that's all it's really going to be um vic says get on moodle anthony it's a godsend no more photocopying that's yeah i've got all those sorts of things and even at the minute i'm very happy with uh, i'm using google classroom at the minute and i'm very happy with how that's going so when we all at the minute i'm, I'm doing a lot of homes uh, you know remote learning i'm teaching from home because of the we're on lockdown in the uk at the minute but when i go back to ordinary school i'll probably continue doing that because i, I actually have found it really useful really useful um so uh moodle okay i'll remember that moodle 5,000 Fort Worth is talking about the Ditto machine. Remember, old enough to remember the Ditto machine. I'm going to show my age here, and I, I just, when I, when I, I know what the word Ditto means, but all, all I think of is Pokemon, to be completely honest with you. Um, I use Pokemon. I know, I use Pokemon. Pokemon is Ditto. Ditto is Pokemon, I, I, I'm assuming. That's, 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 that's what I'm thinking. Uh, but Ditto, obviously, you're obviously talking about something in terms of copying. Um, but there we go. So the Discord is going to be, uh, going to give that out to you next week. Um, in, which I'm really looking forward to because in the future I would love on these dark discussions sometimes to have some of you guys come on and talk with me because that, that was an idea I said at the very beginning of dark discussions is that I would love to actually have 
you know, a couple of call-ins, episodes where we have some people calling in, and then we can just have a chat about Dark. I would love to do that. Just like, you know, I know it's it's probably risky. Maybe we'll get, we'll, it'll be a bit boring sometimes. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll not, you know, because we never have talked to each other before. Maybe there'll be a bit, you know, but I think it's worth, I think it's worth the risk because I think you guys would have a lot of interesting stuff to say. No matter what I talk about on here, load of years are ready and, 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 and willing to, you just dump your brain into the comments and i love that and i and i would love to give that a platform as well um obviously you know if no one feels comfortable doing that then that's absolutely fine but it is it's possible with the discord is what i'm saying um all right guys so from 5000 sorry 5004 has come in with an explanation here and we'll, pro- we'll probably have to leave it there uh when i was in elementary school that's how teachers made photocopies oh they called it the ditto machine oh interesting um Kurt says, regarding call-ins, look into this uh, new stereo app. Oh, okay. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'll look into that uh, then. Maybe that's a better way to do it. But anyway, the Discord will be there for, for us to have uh, some, you know, so, some uh, group chats going on and stuff to talk about Dark and all that sort of thing. But I will look. Good. Good idea. Okay, stereo. I'll remember that. I'll remember that. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, and Joey says, thanks, Anthony. Love this channel. And you and Conrad. Thanks, Joey. That means a lot to us. Um, we are, we're trying to put out some good stuff. We're always thinking about how to improve the channel. Um, we really, really appreciate you guys uh, coming along, especially these live streams where I get to talk to you in real time. It really means a lot. Um, and yeah, so, oh yeah, that reminds me. Next week, Conrad is going to be here. So um, if you have any ideas for what we could talk about with Conrad next week, let me know. Um, I don't have, I don't have a, a topic scheduled. I am going to be talking in a few weeks about the music of Dark. Um, and uh, I've got a few ideas about that one. Uh, I've got a few ideas about that one. Uh, but let me know in the comments after the video is released. Uh, so I'll go and check them there. What do you think Conrad and I could talk about next week? All right, guys. Uh, Bill's just said, just missed it. Catch you next time. No problem, Bill. Thanks for, jump- thanks for dropping in. You got to mention because you were here just in time. Uh, right, guys. Thanks very much. Drop a like here if you haven't already just before you leave. And I'll see you next week with Conrad on Dark Discussions. See you later.